The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, we're live. Fuck. Man. Woo! That's like all I can say right now. The world is fucking exploding it's crazy what is happening right now like worst first experience in the world this episode i'm just doing a solo episode because i have a lot i want to say i mean i shouldn't be talking about this i've been advised by people not to talk about this because i'm a white person but i do feel responsible because i've said some ignorant shit and had some ignorant opinions and so i'm sure other people have too and don't even realize it because you know we're the ones the people that are white so i want to have a real honest heart to heart which is probably the worst thing to do on youtube um i whew, okay so the black lives matters movement i know everyone's it's been everywhere i mean it's it's really become huge i mean it's it's getting finally getting the attention that people d- deserve. And when it first started happening, I was very upset for all of the small mom and pop businesses that were getting destroyed on Melrose, which is where I grew up. I mean, I've spent like 17 years of my life living right off of Melrose. And it broke my heart because I was used to go into a lot of those places. And I know that a lot of those people are great people and nice. And a lot of them are black and a lot of them are Hispanic and a lot of them are Asian. And they're not, they're not white people. And they're not, you know, the ones that I feel are, I mean, I don't know, maybe some of them are racist, who knows, but I'm sure some of them aren't. Um, And I was hurt, hurt for them because that was my, my area that I've spent so much of my time growing up. And I was like, fuck, I don't understand what the rioting and the looting has to do with getting your message across. Like I just didn't get it. And I was really, um, really outspoken about that in the beginning. Cause that was what really bothered me. I like, I, I thought to myself, why are people destroying small businesses and big businesses. I mean, the big businesses, I'm kind of like, whatever, like Target, Walmart. Okay, Walmart's going to be okay. Target's going to be fine. But it was more like the smaller businesses that really broke my heart. And, you know, people say, oh, you have business. They have business insurance. They'll be fine. You can't replace black lives. Totally get that. Um, That makes sense. But the thing that I didn't understand until I had a conversation with my friend, who's a, a, a black friend of mine that I've been friends with for years, and she was really kind and kind of pulled me aside and we had a personal conversation about this and she explained to me that peaceful protesting 
doesn't work. People don't hear people when they do things in a nice manner. They don't hear them. They're going to keep killing people until you make society pay the price. And it's unfortunate that there's a lot of innocent people caught in the crossfire. A lot of people who aren't racist, you know, a lot of people who didn't ever do anything racist. And I didn't understand until she said that to me. And even though I understand, it still hurts me that these people, these innocent people get caught in the crossfire. But at least now I understand the reasoning behind it. Because before I thought, why wouldn't you just attack uh, the people that are the ones causing the problem, the police, you know, the, the, the whatever, the, you know, fire department, government buildings, those sorts of things, the people that, the buildings that I think deserved it, you know, not all these other buildings that are just there, just like destroy the, destroy the communities. I'm like, why? I didn't get that. And so, you know, we had a long conversation and I asked her a bunch of questions and I wanted to have her here today, but she's, she's really freaked out and doesn't want to drive. Um, so I'm trying to, recite this back to you guys on my own um so so she basically said to me you know when people in the past have done things nicely things haven't changed so until we make the world uncomfortable for these actions of these cops will things change because we have to make society uncomfortable we have to disturb society disrupt it to let them know how serious we are and so then i was like okay and it still breaks my heart for people that aren't racist and you know, don't have these opinions and, you know, whatever, but at least I understand now. And that's the thing is like, you know, throughout this whole thing, my, my close black, black friends that have reached out to me and said, you know, we appreciate like you trying to learn. So that's the one thing I want to say to everyone, even as a white person is like, you know, your white friends for the black people that listen to my podcast, if there's black people, I'm sure hopefully there is, um, you know, sometimes people just need to be educated on things and, you can get mad at them, but that's not going to achieve anything. Instead of getting angry with people that say something you disagree with or you think is ignorant, educate them. I also said something else very ignorant. I, when was learning about all this, I got really frustrated because I was like, oh my God, we're destroying communities. There's all this chaos. There's looting. There's all this stuff. And you know, like I said, I was, I was just so upset about everything, seeing people who get hurt and, and, you know, just everything's a mess. I had a friend that has kidney failure that couldn't get to her dialysis appointment because people were protesting in the streets. And if she has a very severe case, if she goes three days without dialysis, she dies. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is chaos. This is horrible. This isn't achieving anything. And, um, you know, I was, I talked to my friend and, you know, she said, it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's such a, you know, The thing is, is that unless the whole world, not the whole world, but a lot of people are really, this is really pushed in their faces, it's not going to make any sense. It's not going to affect it. Like the fact that I am getting upset means it's working. Like the fact that it's bothering people because, you know, people that are racist and that kind of thing, like it's going to piss them off, whatever, but at least maybe they'll think twice before they do something again because they're going to go, we don't want that to happen again. So that's like kind of like what she was trying to explain to me. I don't know if it makes sense to you guys. I get it now. Um, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and suck, but I get it. Um, and yes, stuff is not more important than black lives. And yes, a lot of people have business insurance. A lot of people don't, but you know, it's stuff. So it's what it is. Um, another ignorant thing I thought was, um, to me is like I grew up outside of Philadelphia and I had this conversation with her and I wish she was here so that we could have this conversation together. And I said to her and I'm, and I'm being completely real and honest here. So if I get hate, I completely understand that because you know, I'm just speaking from real thoughts that I wanted answers to. And I asked her and we had a very open, uncomfortable, honest conversation. And she was very polite and very, educating on this so um another one of the things i was like is that growing up outside of philadelphia i saw a lot of black on black gang violence and almost every other day it was like somebody killing somebody in kensington or you know whatever and that's it was all over every day almost every day somebody was getting killed black gangs against each other and i said to her why is it more important when a cop kills a black person than when black people kill each other because that happened a lot when I was growing up. I I heard about it all the time. And she said because 
the people of authority that are supposed to be the ones that protect you when they're the ones killing you, like who else do you have? And that makes sense to me is like, you know, yeah, these are the people you call when you're struggling or scared or hurt. And if those, if you have no one that you can call and no one that's going to, you know, protect you in these situations, then who do you have? You don't have anybody. So I understood that and she cleared that up for me. And I said, I totally get that. That makes sense. And, you know, it was, it's really fucked up that, you know, this has gotten this far and I'm frustrated too, because I'm like, fuck, as soon as any cop shows any sign of being, you know, particularly forceful or wrong with uh, people of minorities, all minorities, you know, and anybody in general, they, they should be removed. They shouldn't be able to stay. And I think that their cop buddies, like there's a lot of camaraderie in being a cop. I've known several cops, good and bad. And, and, you know, they try to be buddies and brothers and like band together. And it sucks that a lot of them do turn a blind eye to people who do shitty shit. And, but there's also a lot of really good cops. And I know people are going to hate me for saying that. Like, all cops are bad and you can't have a couple bad cops. And you really can't. You can't. It's like someone said um, the other day, you can't say, uh, I think it was Seth Myers. This was actually really uh, powerful what he said. was He said, you can't have an entire apple orchard. And in that apple orchard, three of the apples will kill you. You can't do that. The whole orchard is bad then. Like, no one's going to want that orchard. No one's going to want to eat an apple from that orchard. So that is the analogy, or is that analogy metaphor, for that situation is you can't have a couple bad cops because that's scary as shit. And to be completely honest, even as a white person, I have had situations where cops pull me over and they've been really fucking aggressive or really mean or inappropriate. And I've had cops pull me over that have been great and been like, okay, cool. Like, here's your shit. Get the fuck out of here. So I just think that hopefully through this movement, we do learn in our um, systemic structure and, and everything that, that this needs to be really, really weaned down. And I know cops go through psychological testing and things like that, but I think they need to go through more, uh, testing with racism. And I mean, it's definitely like horrible for black people. I also have Latino friends that have had horrible experiences. I've had Indian friends. I've had, um, Afghani friends that have been specifically, you know, singled out especially at airports and things because of their race that they're thought to be terrorists. So, I mean, I think that the race thing needs to really be tested before you become a police officer now. And hopefully this will all change, but man, it's been years of this. And I just, it, as a white person, obviously I'm not as affected by it. I can't say that I've, you know, experienced anything because of the color of my skin, obviously, it's just sad. And that's why I was so grateful for my friends to have this conversation with me and really bring light to me. And, you know, I do, I do come from a place of privilege and I am lucky for that. And, um, you know, I remember my Italian grandmother when my grandparents are from Italy on both sides and they're very dark skin, very dark skin, Italian, Sicilian. And when my grandmother first came to the United States, they couldn't get jobs. Her name was Philomena and she had to legally change her name to Phyllis. And like, it took her years to even get, she went to nursing school and they wouldn't even hire her just cause she was Italian. So it's like, fuck if Italian people are getting treated that way. Imagine how black people are getting treated. Fuck. It's, it's so much worse. And it's like all based on the color of our skin. And it's so fucking sad because here's the other crazy thing. I was watching, Jimmy Fallon last night and he had an elderly um, educator on there, a teacher, a, a really brilliant woman who made a really profound statement. And she said, you know, we are all 50th to 500th cousins, all of us. Okay. If you go all the way back 500,000 years ago, we were all black. All of us, every single person in the world was black at one point 500,000 years ago. And as society and human beings evolved throughout time, some of them chose to move further away from the equator, thus resulting in their skin getting lighter, their hair getting lighter, their skin not producing as much melanin because they didn't need to protect themselves from the sun. And so 
they became lighter skinned. And it literally has nothing to do with like us being different at all other than where we lived in, in accordance to how hot the sun or how direct the sun was on our skin. And it's like just fucking insane to me that it's developed into this. It's developed so much deeper than that. You know, it's like I judge you because your skin needs extra protection from the sun. Like, fuck, <laughs> that's weird. No, I, you know, and then I had a really ignorant take on some stuff too. I, um, I was really frustrated when I learned about, um, George and I'm probably going to get hate for this and I deserve it if I do, because this was ignorant. Um, when I learned about George Floyd's criminal history, I thought to myself, well, if you are involved in crime and you choose the life of crime, the chances of you getting killed by a police officer obviously are higher, whether you're black, white, Latino, Chinese, whatever, me, if I choose a life of crime, my chances of being killed by a police officer are higher, probably much higher for black people, obviously, you know, they, I don't, I don't know, more likely think that they would probably have a harder time than me if I robbed a store versus a black person. Yes. But in my head, I thought, well, if that's the path you choose, then what happens to you is kind of what happens to you. Do people deserve to die? No, never, never. Always. I think everyone deserves a fair trial unless you're like gunning a bunch of people down and they have to stop you. But in my head, I kept thinking, uh, you know, if this is a life that this person chose, then the does this happening to him, even though it doesn't make it right, it was kind of like, this is what happens when you live a life of crime. And, you know, I read about his past and that he held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly and then raided her home for drugs. And, you know, um, he was on drugs and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I started to, like, have trouble having empathy for him because I was like, uh, if you do fucked up shit, fucked up shit will happen to you. That's karma. And I fucking said this to my friend and I said, I don't like I'm having trouble. And she said, let me explain something to you. And she said, you know, being a black person and growing up where he grew up and in society that he grew up in because of the color of his skin, you know, that was the life path that happened to be given to him. And not, not that all black people are, you know, chosen for a life of crime or whatever, but she explained to me that, you know, his life, was a dark one at times and it was due to his environment and his situation and the and the way the path unwound for him happens to white people too happens to all different kinds of people i've known plenty of heroin addicts and drug addicts and meth heads and all kinds of shit and you know she said it's you know a lot of times a lot of people are victim to their environment and where they grow up and the life that they're born into you know they're not born into communities that are sound and teaching you know, morals and being, you know, whatever. Right. So, I mean, and then I go, okay, I understand. And then I learn about the cops history and I was like, Oh my God, he's done this before. How come he wasn't removed from the force? Like, it's just all so frustrating, but the, you know, she, instead of, you know, me, I, and I think this is normal for a lot of people who aren't growing up in this is to learn and to be understanding and to have, other people that you're friends with, if you're friends with people of color and they have a patient heart and will sit there and explain things to you. And my friend did that and she sat and explained a lot of things to me and, and made sense, you know, it, you know, and, and no one deserves to die because of crimes that they've committed in the past or dealing with drugs. Like, fuck, I've done drugs and I've known plenty of people addicted to drugs and you do things that you don't, wouldn't normally do. And you think things you wouldn't normally think and you become a person that you're not normally. And so she explained that to me. And, you know, we all make mistakes in life. We've all made mistakes. Fuck, I've made so many mistakes, horrible mistakes. I've said and thought horrible things. Horrible. I mean, I'm a human being. We all have. I mean, some a lot of us are better than others. God, God bless. But we've all been in situations and even watching this or listening to this, you know, you're not perfect. You've had imperfect thoughts. You know, what is a perfect thought? We've we've all had run the gamut of thinking different things and based on where we come from in life. And the most important thing that you can do is have conversation and communicate with people and try to understand, which is what I wanted to do. I wanted to understand. I didn't want to feel 
you know, frustrated for my community and I didn't want to feel frustrated for black people like in the wrong way. And I didn't, you know, I, cause I just am so frustrated because to me, I just guess I've never seen it. I never had a, a black friend in front of me, had anything happen to them. I've never seen a black person in my direct life get called things that they shouldn't be called. I've, I just didn't experience it. And so part of me was like, ah, is this really happening? You know, cause I'm not living that life. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's happening and it's very real. And I know a lot of people are, you know, frustrated. And then, you know, I was I tweeted a tweet. Another ignorant thing that I didn't know was I tweeted I tweeted a tweet and I was saying something about how um, I deleted it, obviously, because it was stupid. I I said something about how. Uh, you know, why can't we do this peacefully? The riots, like all these poor people and everyone getting caught in the crossfire. And I said, all lives matter. Hashtag all lives matter. Hashtag black lives matter in the tweet, both of them. And a bunch of people came for me and were like, you fucking idiot. You don't know. All lives matters a fucking fucked up hashtag. And it's not about all lives right now. You know, it's about black lives. The ones that are on the front lines and being killed by police officers at an exponential rate. And in my heart, it's sad because I'm like, oh, like I care about all human life. I care about all race. Like I care about the human race. I don't care about like, I don't, I don't. Okay. And that's the thing I just learned. You don't say I don't see color because that's disrespectful. You say I respect where everyone is coming from me as a person. I'm just not, I, I don't have a cruel heart. You know, I look at everyone the same, you know, if this person that was killed by the police was a white guy who did what, you know, had a criminal history, I would have thought the same thing. I, I, I just, I look at people in the same light and I, and I, so to me it was like, well, of course all lives matter because Every human life is valuable. And that's what I was thinking it meant. And then someone said to me, well, actually my friend Laura Clary said this on Instagram. And I had a private conversation with her too about this. Um, She said, okay, yes, all lives matter. So say all lives matter is a bunch of houses, right? And all the houses matter because they're houses and everyone has a house and it matters. But if one of those houses in the neighborhood is on fire, okay, meaning black lives at the time, that house matters the most right now. That's the house that needs the support. That's the house that needs the love. That's the house that needs the attention and the care. And that made sense to me. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I get it. So, I mean, fuck. We're all learning Obviously, a lot of us, you know, especially people that have dealt with this their whole lives, black people that have dealt with this their whole lives, of course, they're going to be more educated on it and they're going to know more than other people. But don't feel bad that you don't know or don't feel bad for thinking something and then learning and then correcting yourself. Don't feel bad for it. OK, like it's a process. OK, not all of us have grown up with this or experienced this. So clearly it's like you know you're like what the fuck is going on i'm looking out my window and like fuck they're boarding up fucking cal i'm in calabasas and they're boarding up windows like why i'm like i just don't get it how's how's why are people destroying things just and then you you talk to people that have dealt with this their whole lives and you're like oh fuck okay i i get it and it's sad but i get it so um Man, it's, it's it's an uncomfortable conversation and it's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, but you have to have the conversations. You do. It's important. And it's important to have black friends that, like my black friends that specifically reached out to me and were like, dude, let's have a conversation about it and, and talk because that's all you can do. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of racist people still in the world that think that white people are better than black people and you're not going to change everyone's opinion, but all you can do is try to have, you know, stick to your heart and know that your heart is good and that you want just good for mankind, you know, so try to be the best person you can. Um, you know, I mean, my heart breaks for, for, for everybody right now. I know that everyone's feeling this and, 
especially black people, obviously. Um, you know, I have a friend who's a cop, who's a white cop, who's a nice cop, who's a good guy, who, you know, doesn't treat people of different races this way, and his heart's broken, and he's like, fuck, man, I, I'm just trying to, you know, come at this, but, like, also they're getting orders to police society and to make sure people don't hurt themselves or each other. And a lot of cops are out there doing damage. And like the thing that made me so upset was that I was like, why can't they just peacefully protest? And then I saw some videos of people peacefully protesting and the cops are out there shooting them with tear gas and fucking rubber bullets and like arresting a, a, a kid who was just giving a beautiful speech. Like, uh, come on, come on guys. Like you can't do that freedom of speech really like I was all about that I was like fuck crowd the streets like you know march city hall you know be strong and be loving and be brilliant with your voices and like I thought that that was going to be allowed and then I'm seeing these videos of people trying to just do that peacefully not hurting anybody people who weren't even looting getting tear gassed and hurt and I'm like fuck and I posted pictures of, of black people and cops like fist bumping because I was like, fuck, that would be so rad if that was life. But then a bunch of people were like, you're ignorant. This is cop propaganda. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to like say this is how it is. It's how I wish it would be. You know, it's not like I, you know, a girl can dream that one day everybody will fucking just chill the fuck out and be able to just be cool to each other. I don't know. It's. It's heartbreaking, guys. It is. And, you know, you all you can do is follow your own heart and try to be positive and have a positive voice, you know, for, for everyone. I mean, it's sad. It's just sad. It's just sad that it's 2020. We've had a black president, okay? And yet, here we are still, you know, killing black people. In 2020, you know, my friend was talking to her and she told me a really horrible story about how she was laying in bed. At, her boyfriend was at a game. He was a football player and she was laying in bed at a house and he lived with three guys and the three guys, you know, were doing some kind of bet and they bet this white kid, his Xbox and the white kid lost the bet, and so they were like, we need your, give us your Xbox, you know, a $300 Xbox. And the white kid called the police on his friends, even though they had made, like, this bet that, you know, if he was wrong, then he would give them their Xbox. So he didn't want to give them the Xbox. So he called the cops on his friends who were black and my girlfriend who was black who was sleeping in her boyfriend's bed. And she said they came to her to his house broke in held a gun to her head she woke up there was a gun in her face they dragged her outside with no pants on put her up against the wall over an xbox and the only reason they got out of that situation was her friend's father was a corrections officer and she had her phone in her hand and she called him immediately and he came and showed his badge and let everybody go. And they let everybody go. But fuck. Over an Xbox, you're going to pull a gun on somebody? Ugh. Ugh, it's too much. I just... I don't know, guys. It's fucking sad. The whole thing is sad. I mean, I'm like... My emotions are like this every five seconds about it. And I'm not even a black person. So I can't even imagine, you know... And, you know, everyone's just has all these riled up opinions about things and everyone's really emotions are really running high right now. So that's why I wanted to do this. I just wanted to like come clean for anyone that's said anything stupid or done anything stupid. There's always time to learn. You know, there's always time. It's never too late to learn. It's never too late to educate yourself. It's never too late to be educated and the one thing I will say is I'm grateful for my friends who came to me and said, let's have a conversation and didn't attack me, didn't call me names, didn't, you know, call me a racist, which I'm like, that's like the furthest thing I'm from. Like, I'm like, what? Like, that's so, I don't know. Anyway, so it's just, I guess, I guess get frustrated. And, and you know, I think a lot of white people are confused because they're, they live in 
a different life and they see certain things certain ways and to them they're like you know black people get killed white people get killed true asian people get killed latinos get killed there's a lot of you know gang violence all these kinds of things cops get killed everybody gets killed so like why you know and that's what like i was thinking was like why is it just focused on one group of people but when one group of people is getting killed much more than everyone else then that's like when you pay attention and so i you know i needed a lot of explanation for certain things i even saw today on the news that that cop who had killed george floyd um he a a, a white kid who's like 14 years old or he looked like he was like 16 years old 14 years old he that cop who killed george floyd put a gun in this kid's face for holding a nerf gun out of the car with some of his friends so i mean the world is just it's freaking weird right now and it's scary and it's especially scary you know i said to my i said to my friend i said are you scared when you walk down the street and I, and she said right now yes and i said what about like a couple months ago and she said you know i'm always careful like it's like different when a as a black person she said when you get pulled over it's a different kind of fear because you grew up learning that so many black people that have been pulled over by police have gotten shot for doing nothing you know, for traffic violations. And to me, I was like, fuck, like, I don't think about that. When I get pulled over, I'm like, fuck, I got to pretend I shit myself so that this guy lets me go. Like, that's my first, that's my first thought. I'm not anywhere in my mind is me thinking that I'm going to get killed. I mean, I've had cops come up to me and scream in my fucking face, but never in my, did it ever cross my mind that I would be murdered. But to her, it's like, She's like, it's fucking scary. You know, I, if I get pulled over, I am really shook and really scared. And that is just the difference right there. That's the huge difference. And that's something that I didn't ever experience or know about, you know, being white. I didn't know that. And I didn't experience that. And you, you live in your like, I don't want to call it like a white bubble because it's not a white bubble, but like kind of like you live in your own world and you think everybody's treated the same way and you think everybody isn't, you know, you th I thought to me, I was like, oh yeah, that wouldn't be a big deal if she got pulled over. Who cares if she's black? Because in my mind, it's not a big deal, but the way society is, that is a big, it's scary for her. She doesn't know what's going to happen. And, um... Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's just, it's so hard and everyone is is struggling right now, I think, to, to deal with their feelings and emotions about things because there's so many polarizing opinions and views and that's okay, but it's more important to, if you do feel a certain way, to get all the information you can about the way you feel and then really understand where people are coming from because it's easy to be in a situation where you feel uncomfortable and just hate that situation because you're like, oh, this situation makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. And that's, it's easy to feel that way. But then when you get things explained to you from a different perspective from someone else who's struggling through that, then you can understand at least I could and 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 I needed that explained to me and you know another interesting thing that my friend said to me um was I you know I was like I was so upset about the looting and I was telling her I'm like fuck like some of these small businesses are never gonna be able to bounce back especially after the pandemic and not all of them have insurance and like insurance takes forever to pay out and fuck all these people are fucked and she was like dude People are stealing things like, I mean, they're stealing everything. And the people, there are some people, and I will say this, and she even agreed in this movement, who are just looting to be pieces of shit. And we all know that. There, there are people in here who are, they don't give a fuck about what the situation is with George Floyd. They don't care about Black Lives Matter. They're just out there being fucking assholes. And they are, they are those people, okay? And there has been footage of undercover cops 
doing fucked up shit and there has been footage of white agitators and there's been footage of every different kind of agitator and and people who aren't really there for the movement yes that those people fuck them like that's absolutely fucked up and she even said that but you know when people are stealing things like avocados and mattresses and food items you know you gotta think you're like i mean you're gonna steal some blueberries like let them have the blueberries like really if like you need that then by all fucking means i mean we just are coming out of the worst pandemic in in years okay and People are are stuck and starving and hungry and broke. And they will do anything they have to do to survive, especially when huge corporations were given over $500 million in bailouts to save companies. And every single person was given $1,200, which barely covers rent. I mean, fuck, I'm so thankful I'm married and I live with my husband because, I mean, when I was single, my rent was $5,000 a month and I struggled with that even though I was doing well, but I was like, it's a lot of money. Um, And I I can't think $1,200, like once, I don't even know a studio apartment in LA that's available for that amount right now. Honestly, like, I mean, unless you live in, like, a really fucking shitty apartment, it's going to be at least $1,200 for a studio apartment. And then what, you get one month rent-free? That doesn't help you buy food. That doesn't help you buy groceries. That doesn't help you pay your car insurance. That doesn't help you pay your phone bill. That doesn't help you with anything, really. And meanwhile, all these huge corporations were getting, you know, a $500 million bailout. And... Those were the people that have the most. It's kind of like crazy. And you, and you sit there and you go, okay, so yeah, people are looting Target and Walmart. And like I said, I don't. the bigger businesses wasn't what bothered me. It was more like the small, sweet mom and pop stores that I used to go in every day, the bakeries, the laundromats, the, you know, the little shoe stores, the little, the little places that I was like friends with a lot of these owners and, and people. And it, and it made me really sad. But, you know, when you think about it, people are just desperate. And desperate times make desperate things people do desperate things and um if our government had just if our government changes and just allots money and things differently in society and you know the systemic system with um you know police and everything if we change things they will get better and that's what this whole movement is about it's about making people so uncomfortable that they will make the changes that need to happen Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back on Worst Firsts with Brittany Furlan. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Okay, we're back. And I appreciate anyone who's listening to this and not going immediately to the comments or whatever and hating on me because I'm being, I'm sitting here honest and I'm just trying to understand. And I had a beautiful conversation with my girlfriend and, um, you know, under, and she really made me understand a lot of things. And, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about Canada. Everyone in Canada was given $2,000 and they were given it literally in two days. I know people right now who still haven't gotten a stimulus check and how long has it been? And I know friends of mine who are single mothers who, you know, have rent to pay and have kids to take care of and they haven't gotten one and they're not working and their landlords aren't giving them a break. And it's a shame. Like, uh, I believe it's El Salvador. They suspended like all rent and, and, bills for and mortgages and stuff for people for a few months and that's like a third world country i might not be right about that but i'm pretty sure i read something on that um but fuck like we really could have done something different couldn't we i i mean i'm speaking for all american citizens like geez like it would have been a lot better if these bailouts would have gone to the community and maybe people would be a lot less outraged and a lot less on edge and there would be a lot less looting and a lot less damage done because people felt more secure. But people are just feeling at their wits end right now. You know, they feel very stuck and trapped. And, you know, I mean, I remember when I first moved to L.A. and I had like $10 and I lived in an apartment. This was seven, over 17 years ago. And I lived in an apartment next to like a weed shop down down south LA like Detroit street and it was scary and I remember my apartment was like 800 bucks a month and every month I fucking struggled to pay that $800 I mean I nannied I was an assistant to a fashion stylist I I did fit modeling um, which is just like online website model I did everything and I remember I just it was like I would literally work 12 hours just to make a hundred dollars and I, I, I remember thinking I, you know, and I did that. That was like probably three or four years of my life was like that until I got some stability and it was hell and it was so hard. And some people are still living that or have lived that their whole lives. And I'm just like, fuck, if I had to live that my whole life, it would be a fucking nightmare. You know, it was so hard. I didn't know where I was going to get my next meal from. I didn't know where, how I was going to pay for my my rent. I didn't know how I was going to pay for my car. I mean, I'm lucky that I came from a good family. Um, and when I say good, I, I mean, like, uh, my family has money. And so whenever I was really desperate, I could call upon them. But I had a lot of pride and didn't like doing that. But they did help me many times. And people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that. Fuck, I, need, I know friends of mine that have to pay for their parents. And so, you know, people are desperate and things are hard right now. And, um, you know, if they have to steal these things to survive, then okay. But the people that are doing it just to be pieces of fucking shit who have, who have means and have, uh, you know, honestly, I don't think there were 
I hope there wouldn't be anyone out there that really didn't need this shit out there doing it, but I'm sure there is. And there's people doing it just to be fucking nasty. And I saw a video out there and it was a black woman and she was filming some white women, right? Black lives matter on a Starbucks with spray paint. And she was like, dude, we didn't ask you to do that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, I mean, fucking things are twisted right now. And I pray that this makes enough of an, you know, as my friend told me, it just, it sucks. And yeah, it's uncomfortable and people hate it, but this is to make, this is for a bigger change, you know? And it was beautiful to see the day after a bunch of people in the community cleaning shit up, you know, and, um, you know, cleaning the spray paint off and trying to fix windows and things like that. You know, it was really beautiful to see people come together like that. Um, I like to think that for the most part, especially in big cities, that people are good for the most part. I mean, there's always bad people with bad opinions and bad views. And fuck, I've even had bad opinions and views myself until I learned. But, you know, I think for the most part, people, their hearts are good. I'd like to think that most people have good hearts. Right, Nina? But, you know, there are the there are people that don't. And it makes it a lot harder for everybody else. And they can do some really terrible things. And it, it can make the world really feel dark and and sad and and I just pray that you know this does bring about the change that that people want it to I really do I really do it it would be you know it would be incredible you know I mean I I posted a bunch of stuff with pictures of people things on fire and people just fucking being crazy and I was like do you think this is what Martin Luther King wanted and I had a bunch of people come at me and be like, you don't know what Martin Luther King would have wanted because you're not a black person. True. And by the way, like a lot of his time, he was thrown in jail a ton of times and a lot of the protests ended up turning violent because of the police. And, you know, he did bring about a lot of change. And the reason why him and Malcolm X were killed were be- was because they were about to bring about a lot of change, really important change. So... You know, like I said, I mean, you do and say things that you think are right and then people educate you and you realize like, oh, yeah, you're okay, I get it, you know, but I guess seeing all the destruction and the fire and the anger, I just growing up with destruction and fire and anger in my own home and seeing it never cause, never make anything better. I look at that and was like, this isn't going to make anything better. This is going to make it worse. And I think in some ways it will, but I think in bigger ways it'll at least make the people at the top, hopefully, or the ones that are causing these issues, or the ones that have the power to make change, it'll make them go, okay, do we want this to happen again? Hell no. So let's fucking watch ourselves. And hopefully that's what it will do. You know, I know on the other hand, and I said this to my friend, it kind of breaks my heart because I do know some people who are very racist and they've talked to me about this and they've been like, yeah, this is, you know, this is why I feel the way, you know, and, you know, and I try to tell them, you know, people are just trying to be heard and they don't care. And they're like, well, look at everyone's animals and there's, you know, and they, and they they have their, it's making them deeper in their hate. And so that sucks. And I'm, I tried to explain it to her too. And I was like, it's a bummer because I know, people who are racist that have said to me, you know, specifically, like, they're just like, look at this shit. Everybody needs to get fucking locked up and blah, 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 blah. And they're mad. And they don't see it from the perspective of that it has to be so intense that it will make people at the top, A, hopefully change things, and B, anyone that fucking thinks they're going to kill a black person again, they'll be a lot more careful about it before they fucking, hopefully just not, but they'll think twice. Um, I mean, we've, as much as it's really shitty, I will say that I'd like to think society, even though this shit is horrible and still happening, I, I mean, I'd like to think we've semi come a long way. I mean, from watching old interviews and things like that, and the way people were talked to and the way that people said, like, the N-word on TV. And you're just like, oh, my God, that happened. And now that's completely unacceptable. So, I mean, there is growth. 
I pray that it continues and I pray that I pray that like people just learn and evolve and I think they are I mean especially like this millennial generation they're so smart and they're so loving and I've been attacked by a lot of little white girls and I will say like I'm not even mad at them I'm just like damn like I'm so proud of you um and it and I wasn't mad about it because I was like I mean I some of my opinions and thoughts about things I wasn't seeing it from a different perspective and I had a, a like a lot like probably even more white girls in my dms being like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about go fuck yourself whatever sucks they said it that way and didn't like be educating but I get it and so that gives me hope at least as society that like I I mean a lot of people are you know I think good people I mean at least the younger generation that's growing up I mean it, it seems like they're more accepting and I mean we're so accepting of so many different people and so many different, you know, transgender and, and everybody non-binary, all kinds of different, you know, sexual orientations and and religious and, and, and skin color and race and all this. Everyone's, I think, finally just being like, okay, like we all are people, which is great. And, you know, I really think, I, I mean, I see it, but I mean, maybe it's just, it's not as obviously it's not where it needs to be, but it's, happening I think slowly um and yeah I mean fuck I I think everybody at least for the most part most people that I know just want peace and want people to be kind to one another and um and that's like a little pipe dream because you're never gonna get through to everyone and people are gonna misconstrue what you say and they're going to want to hurt you and not teach you and it's easier to be angry than it is to try to understand someone else's perspective but I mean hopefully that you'll they'll change and I've had like a lot of therapy in my life and that's kind of really helped me see other people's perspectives on things I mean that's why I think it's important to have these conversations. If you feel safe with someone or know someone that you can talk to about it, it's important to have conversation. But when the conversations stop, that's the problem, is that when people stop talking and stop trying to learn, that's the problem. You know, I think that it's healthy to, it's healthy to discuss you know, even if people have different opinions than you, and even if you're not able to get through to them, it's worth a shot to try to discuss. But it's not, and I will say this, I had, it was very nice of my black girlfriend to educate me, but it is not a black person's responsibility to educate you as a white person if you're white and listening to this. It's not their responsibility. It is your responsibility to try to educate yourself and I was lucky enough to have her talk to me and then I said hey I'm gonna ask you a bunch of uncomfortable questions is that okay and I will not get upset if you get upset with me I just want to know things and she was like hell yeah and I was like okay cool and we went and had like a really long really awesome conversation about it Ugh. okay with that with that said this has been a really personal podcast. I know it's worst first. So this is like worst first fucking situation in America right now. Pandemic, rioting, UFOs are apparently being seen. I'm so scared. Honestly, I don't know what's coming next. To be honest, I've been having serious chest pains. Like I go to my cardiologist all the time because I swear I'm dying of a heart attack even though he tells me I'm not. I've been having such intense chest pain over the anxiety of just the temperature of the world right now, like just everything that's going on is so intense. I have literally felt it like in my chest, in my breastbone. And I tell my husband, I'm like, if I drop dead, I love you. It's so dramatic, but I really feel sick in my chest about it. Um, so just try to be, I mean, because things are so intense right now, guys, in so many ways with coronavirus, with Black Lives Matters movement with, you know, fuck all the weird shit that's just happening. Tensions are so high and people are so on edge and so sensitive right now. 
just please do your best to be as kind as possible. And if you feel like you cannot be kind, maybe take a break and step back. You know, I mean, I've gotten on social media this past week and tried to defend myself till I was blue in the face. And then I just got to the point where I was like, I'm not being the person that I want to be. And I'm not saying things that I would normally say because I'm so tired and so frustrated. And the, and the other people are tired and frustrated who are yelling at me and we're really not accomplishing anything. So if you feel you're like not in a place to have an educated or informative conversation with someone in a polite manner, just do yourself a favor and log off just for your own peace and for the peace of the world, just to, you don't want to throw more fuel on a fire that is already burning so big. It's just destroying everything in terms of peace. You want to add to that in a positive way if you can. And education and conversation is always the answer, always. But if you can't have an educated or kind conversation, then just don't say anything. Just don't. Just please. I mean, for the sake of society and how sensitive everyone is right now just it's not worth it so I mean just do yourselves that favor I mean I'm doing it personally I'm like I've said enough dumb shit I've you know had enough of the wrong idea about things without having the right discussions and so I'm just this I just wanted to share because I wanted to be honest and and come out and say that it's okay to you know think certain things but if you do just make sure you talk to someone who either knows more about it than you or educate yourself on it so that you're not you know sitting there just with your own opinions without actual information about it you know (sighs) what do you think Nina how funny is it like the dogs are just the perfect They're just perfect. I mean, there's literally... Dogs don't see color. They love you. Wee, they're cutie! They love you just for who you are. If you love them, they love you. Like, we should really try to be more like dogs. We really should, right? We should should all be little Nina the Weemas. I mean, animals in general. They're just... But especially dogs. Because they just love you. And they... If you're kind to them, they're kind to you. And even if you're not kind to them, they're kind to you. And they just adore and they love and they just want hugs and cuddles and peace. And they don't care what you look like and they don't care what the color of your skin is. And they don't care about anything like that. They just want, they're just perfect. They are so perfect, right? And that's why I love them so, so, so much and... I want a fleet of dogs. I do. I really do. I want like 17 dachshunds. But Tommy's like, okay, you have one and it poops in the house. Can you imagine if we had 17 that pooped in the house? It would be a fucking nightmare. Okay. What do you think, Nina? I think we had a pretty important discussion today. And I hope that I didn't offend anyone. I'm sure I did. If I did, I'm sorry. I was just trying to be really real on here and express opinions and things that I had thought and, you know, I had been informed and educated on and, you know, and that's okay. And I think people should never stop educating and informing. And I'm grateful to my friend. She really took some time out of her day to really, um, really explain a lot of things to me and a lot of situations and a lot of different viewpoints that I would not have had. And uh, it was really great. And so all I can say this is stay safe, you know, protect each other, love each other. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.